welcome to Anomaly Presents, the podcast about movies, the genre movies that inspired a genre film festival. That's the Anomaly Film Festival coming to you live November 3rd through 6th, 2022, the year of our Lord. Uh, who should it be this week? month uh david cronenberg our lord allison um, janney allison janney our lord and savior yes um, <laughs> at the beautiful and historic little theater at the beautiful and historic rochester new york in the beautiful and historic east avenue district um how much more beautiful and historic can it get not bloody much uh so here we are we're here talking about beautiful and historic things it's dropped at gorgeous um, <laughs> Slick. A, a film directed by the guy that directed The State. Yeah, the, I, was, it, I was reading that up. I'm like, what? Yeah. Huh. Michael Patrick Jan. Yeah. It, it's wild because, you know, you really only think of the other guy, Michael Schultz. Oh, we did like Wet Hot American Summer and stuff? Wet Hot American Summer. He just yeah. did the, the Tammy Faye Baker movie. Like, yeah. He, he's, he's all legit. He's the director from The State, right? No, it was Michael Patrick Jan is the reason you're obsessed about that show. Um, and he directed this, a mockumentary from, yeah. from 1999. Yeah. Um, with a, a as was the style at the time. As was the as style. was the style at the time. It is a a, a Christopher Guest alike. Is that a fair assumption? Is that a fair thing to say? Um, yeah. We we look at Aaron. I feel like you're gonna be all the calls are like and, Aaron. What do you? What, what would you say? It's and, a mockumentary. Valid. Correct. Cool. Uh, it's a veritable who's who uh, of of actresses, both you know, current day and before. You've got Kirstie Alley, Kirsten Dunst, other actresses whose name starts with K. Um, Brittany Murphy, Amy Adams' first Amy Adams. film. Amy Adams. Like every time I watch, it, I go, "Oh shit, Amy Adams did this!" Like every time. A um a veteran of our podcast. From Tammy and the T Rex. That's right. Oh yeah, we 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 uh, unexpectedly stumbled into Denise Richards month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With two of the most improbable Denise Richards movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, are you could do like a James Bond or even like a Wild Things. Nah. Yeah. Wild Things. Doing the T Rex one and the, the the pageant one. Starship Troopers would have been one. Right. No. I love Starship Troopers. In in true anomaly style, we're going to do the ones that make you go, "Oh shit, yeah, she wasn't that, huh?" Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You want some bars? You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> um, so I, I've given it a little bit of fanfare, but you know what? I'm going to tag out to uh, to Aaron. Well, I should do introductions first, right? We'll we'll start with eh. with Megan Murphy. Hi, Megan. Uh, I'm Megan. I'm one of the two kind of three Murphys on this podcast right now. Yes. This is Murphy to Murphy to Murphy, the first first all Murphy podcast. We did it. (laughs) We did it. We knew. We just staked in there. Now we'll never let go. Again, improbably for Drop Dead Gorgeous. The (laughs) Star with Brittany. Oh, my God. The Murphys came in for the Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Our first Brittany Murphy film, if 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 I'm recalling correctly. And I'm sure it won't be the last. No. And the reason for the season, the reason we're here tonight, Aaron Murphy, (laughs) enter, sign in, please, and tell us why Drop Dead Gorgeous. Hello. Hi. Aaron here. Queer. Um, Not drinking a beer because it is a weeknight. And uh... (laughs) Uh, Loretta? Loretta? 
would be disappointed. Would be disappointed in me. Yes, no. Um, unfortunately, it has to be early in the morning for if work was just a little later. I could enjoy a beverage right now, but I'm not because I would love to be drinking a beer in honor of Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is one of my favorite films. I preach of its fantasticness, of its just wonderful dialogue and like candy-like color. Like, I don't even know where to start with this film. It is so... I quote this film to people who have no fucking idea what I'm saying, and then I have to go down on this diatribe just about this film i have to explain it and i have to start with mockumentary and then i gotta go to kirsten dunce and then i gotta to a tap dancing down a, down a road practicing for a pageant but it's a mockumentary but then like things start popping off so it's kind of a little bit creepy like i it's just you to put it into a nutshell is so hard but it's so wonderful and i just if you're listening to this stop it go and watch it come back to this or you know what listen through and then go and watch it depending <laughs> on if you want shit ruined for you or not i i i like the bold statement you know what stop watching this listening to this what are you wait, doing wasting your time listening to anomaly presents loser go live your life and and, and have good content yeah. No, that is not what I'm saying. I'm telling you to go watch Drop Dead Gorgeous and then come back. I did not just yeah. shut them off to the left. I said, no, you're going to want to enjoy this conversation. You're going to want to have watched this film and you're not going to be mad at me for suggesting this film. And if you don't like it, that's on you. So <laughs> I, I enjoy the gambit that you're going into, Aaron, because what I've found is this movie is impossible to find unless you know somebody that has a French-Canadian copy of it. <laughs> and you do, and it's me, and I'm willing to lend it to people, but if I uh -oh. don't know you, I'm going to need collateral. Yeah, because this is one of the most elusive films, one of the rarest yeah. films we've covered on this podcast. I had no idea, and I don't know why. Why, why do you suppose that is? We'll speculate because, you know, we're professional. Let's speculate. I think it's because there's this, I think it's like a movie or something called Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is fat phobic as a motherfucker, by the way. And it's about like this fat person, like a fat model or something that like dies and then gets reincarnated as like a skinny model or something. I don't know, but it's called Drop Dead Gorgeous because when I was like, oh shit, I haven't seen this film in a while and I went to go look at it for streaming, that's all that fucking thing comes up is that goddamn film. And I think it's from like the mid-2000s or something, or like the late 2000s, I don't know when, but it annoys the shit out of me. It's the only thing that pops up. And then for like a while, after I went on this fucking goose chase to find a hard copy, because I got so frustrated, my sister was like, if you want to own media, own it as a hard copy, because you never know when it's going to come up and down. This is the movie that taught me, if you love a film, don't just fucking own it on streaming or like Amazon or some sort of like digital copy. Own that shit on a hard copy because you never know when it's going to disappear or something's going to happen. So my sister, we hunted down a French Canadian copy that's got like a French Canadian version of the movie on it. We. And then we, so, I have <laughs> and then a month later it came on on Hulu for like a month and then disappeared off of Hulu. Uncayable. Yeah. So yeah, I, the, my question's about the French Canadian version of this film. Is the word tabernacle used often? Well, <laughs> I haven't. It's but this is the weird thing. There's not a French Canadian version like on it. There's just French Canadian uh, like uh, like subtitles or whatever. Like things are in like French, but it's like whatever French is in Canada. It's like a little different than like so. France French. 
Yes. So Quebecois French or whatever. That's that's a subtitle you can get on it. That's what makes it French Canadian. And like the um, cover and the DVD itself has the everything in French. Everyone on the cover is wearing blue flannel. Pretty much. Got it. So is it hard to get the DVD out of the case with the uh, the, the the gravy and and maple syrup? <laughs> That I can only assume that it's holding it in. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I know nothing about French Canadian DVDs. I don't know anything about French Canadian physical they, they media. They do have a complicated poutine security system. So my my yeah, it's I, layered. Yeah, my my only connection would be yeah. There's got to be a layer of, of syrup and gravy before you, you are get to the... so. We're doing funny. great. You're doing great. Wonderful. Thanks, Canadian listeners. Merci beaucoup. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Um, but yeah, so needless to say, this movie taught me to have like physical media copies of films because you never know when they're going to disappear. And the thought that I could never watch Drop Dead Gorgeous again at the time made me so fucking sad because I couldn't find it anywhere. So what about this film did you really connect to? I know we've talked about the, the kind of the tap dancing down the street and that, that sort of thing. What, what about it makes it like your, your comfort food film? I don't know what it is about mockumentaries, but they, I, there's a love of improv that I don't like because it's like, I don't want audience participation. You know, I don't want that love of improv. Do not involve me in your improv. But when it's like mockumentary style and it's that one person and like a director being like, here's some ideas now fucking go with it. I almost like backtracking um, where the main idea was like, what was the one thing where they said, this is where that joke stems from. Like the joke in like, um, best in show when they're talking about one person was at one Starbucks and they were at the other. And then they're going through like LL bean catalogs. Like, where did they get the idea that there were Starbucks across the street from each other? Like, I like to think where were those characters from? So I like to almost like deconstruct where that joke came from. It's just like, a a sickness I have. So I'm just obsessed with that type of films. And then you put pageants, which I used to do pageants. So I just like that. They kind of pulled from stuff that I used to do. And that culture I used to be. Yeah. I used to do um, Miss America pageants. So like the prelims to it before you get to Miss New York and then you get from Miss New York to Miss America. Uh, I used to do those. So it was kind of interesting to see what, you know, uh, Hollywood's perception of uh, a, uh, a local pageant was because local pageants are very different than like state pageants and national pageants. It's a different monster. That was going to be my next will. question. How, how well does it line up to, to what you've seen in real life? Well, I don't, I have I don't really do like rural pageants. Like, so mine's like very city based. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the fact that they have those rehearsals and like people are being like ridiculous, like Meg's been to some of them, some people's talents are on like you think someone wrote it in a goddamn movie like someone performing a song in front of a projection of their own face That's and amazing. singing i, I believe there. the children are our future like literally yeah. singing that song with all in, in, like in front of her own fucking face on a wall yeah like oh of a God. headshot of herself looking serious like it but was... she was being dead serious about it do you want to know? I might have pulled a muscle trying not to laugh out loud in that situation because I'm like, there's just no way. How am I right now watching a mockumentary that is actually real and happening in front of my face right now? So the one scene where the woman is being pushed in a wheelchair, like performing that really serious song, like that would absolutely happen. 
Don't and cry out loud. Out. Keep it inside. <laughs> 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 Truly a ballad. Or like someone going on stage and doing like dog barking sounds. Like that would absolutely be a talent. And I'm like not trying to take away from people's like talents. Things are unique. The whole point of a pageant is doing something fucking unique that isn't going to be up there singing or dancing or and literally, a lot of people do baton throwing and stuff. So you're trying to think, what can I uniquely do that makes me stick out to um, the judges? Or, Is it just another person singing? Or like uh, Christy Alley's character, who she said she won her talent competition by sewing culottes. Which people have absolutely <laughs> done. They've gone on stage and they've sewn a pair of pants and then stepped off stage really quick and or been in an outfit enough where they can actually put the clothes on while they're on stage. To show that it's an outfit you can wear. There's been people who have live painted something upside down. And you're like, you don't know what it is until they flip it around. And then it's the thing. It's like the Statue of Liberty. I, one, one pageant I was in, it was a Statue of fucking Liberty. But you couldn't tell what it was until they flipped it around. But my favorite uh, college festival show thing. That is, it, yeah. It's kind of cool, you know. Oh, yeah, no. It's, yeah. Kinda, it's cool, but it's just like, you know, you try to find a unique talent. So then somebody else, like... So the fact that she danced, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself in this film. That's cool. But the fact that Denise Richards danced with Jesus Christ on a cross to a love song is not out of the realm of shit people will do at pageants. Was it my guy? Am I remembering this correctly? What what song wow. was it? Oh. You know, I'll look it up. You can Okay. Whoa, sh I'm trying to think. I remember her singing words and it's out of my brain. But fun fact, I actually, when I did my program and worked for Disney, uh -huh. the person I lived with, who's from Minnesota, her aunt um, built that Jesus Christ on a cross from for the, the film. Cause wow. It wasn't can't take my it was can't, can't take, take my, my eyes off of you. Off of you. Can't that's take right. My eyes off of you. That's what it was. Because then she said, I take my eyes off of you. And that's when they pushed Jesus Christ on a cross on stage. And she grabbed she started dancing yeah. with it. Yeah. No, but yeah, so I'm only two two um what's it called? Two spaces removed from that Jesus Christ on a cross. Two bacons away. Two bacons yeah. away. So they like used people from like the Minnesota area to actually build and like be extra. Like, so when some of the extras looked like they didn't know what's happening, they looked like real people. It's because they were, they were not actors. <laughs> That's kind of great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And apparently bars are very popular, like bringing bars to funerals, to, to pageants, to gatherings in some way, shape or form. They're obsessed with bars. Nanamo bars, all the bars. I, I I thought you were going the other direction. I knew that about Minnesota as well, where they just you know <laughs> bars and bars. Oh, bars yeah. and bars. Yeah. <laughs> which 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 brings in uh, Amber's mom and her friend, who is the best character ever. Like I, honestly, I, uh, I I love Loretta so much. I just. I just want to be the brassy best friend who doesn't give a shit, who tells the truth about, like, I'll tell you who's going to win. It's the rich family in a small town. And then absolutely hits on the documentary crew and hits on that guy at the hotel. And that works. The post, the, the, the guy doing the post stuff. She absolutely hit that. She's just living her life. Don't, 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 don't fall for it. She lives a trailer over. Yeah, you drive me home. She leaves like two trailers over. Well, it'll be a short ride. Then. It'll be a short ride. <laughs> you know, but she's supportive. 
she's like, she's there. She's there when Loretta's mom gets blown up in the trailer and has that uh, beer can absolutely fused to her hand, which is one of my favorite physical bits of comedy I've ever seen because it's terrifying, disgusting, and hilarious because then she has a cast, but they can't remove the can. So she has a cast over her hand and the can of beer. And remember she attempted to drink out of it? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, like, at this point, you have something in your hand, you probably just naturally start drinking it, even (laughs) though it's the thing that you got blown up with. But, like, one of my favorite parts about... One of my favorite things about this whole film is that you do not know that it's about to be weird until it starts getting weird. When the deaths start happening? When the deaths start happening. When all of a sudden people just start... Like, all of a sudden when Tammy's thrasher just explodes... Yeah. When she's oh, just no. riding over the edge and then it explodes, you're like, hold on. Did that person just... And then they go to the funeral and you're like, I'm sorry, are we at a funeral for a teenage girl who just died exploding yeah. on a thrasher? Well, bam. And, and then they go immediately into showing you who Kirstie Alley's character is, who immediately starts just talking about, yeah, so we got to get those things for the pageant. Remind me to do that while she's working the table filled with bars at Tammy's funeral. Well, you know. You know everything you need to know about her character like in that moment you're like oh this is what type of thing this is gonna be there's only so much time in a day no exactly (laughs) but that's that's when i started really liking the film i was like i don't know what i feel about this film before that the like very first time i watched it and then once that i was like oh oh this is about to be fucking fun then becomes a mystery of figuring out who's you know i mean it's a mystery but also like you're pretty sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery, but, like, you're pretty sure who does, who done it. I think Kirstie Allen might be killing. I mean, I guess you might think it's Denise Richards No, you as, might as think it's daughter. Denise. They make the red herring pretty well that you think it's Denise Richards killing all her competition in the pageant, because it's all the pageant girls. <laughs> but let's be honest. She never could. It had, to, it had, it had mom, pageant, pageant, pageant mom energy all the way down the line. Especially when they cut to her, like, having, like, my mom got me this gun, and here, yeah. and da-da-da, after the <laughs> one the guy took a bullet to the happened. head, and the yeah. hunting accident. Hunting accident, yeah. Just because that guy was talking to um, Kirsten Dunst's a- character, Amber. Amber. Amber, Amber Atkins. Amber, Amber Atkins. Yeah. There were some great names in this. That is such a quintessentially Minnesota name. That is such a, a, a nasally thing to have to say. Oh, and man. everyone's doing an accent. Good or mediocre. Yeah, everyone, no. Everyone's in the same. Yeah, just go jump in the pool. Just do it. I, do it. I'm going to argue there's nothing bad about a Minnesota accent, no matter how bad you do it. I think they're uh, always yeah. delightful. That's the problem. <laughs> Every time I watch Fargo for about a day after. Oh, so he was, you were having sex with the little guy, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I'm like, what, where, where is this coming from, Mike? I've become Minnesotan for a bit. Uh-huh. It's fine. Because it's <laughs> only about four degrees away from how we talk here normally anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone's noticed the amount of nasal A's on the Anomaly Presents <laughs> podcast. We really shot ourselves in the foot the way we named this festival. I'll tell you what that. Do we do? Why do we name Anomaly. our Anomaly. 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 What is wrong with us? Well, you know what? Because it's the Rochester genre Rochester. film festival. Yeah. Rochester Anomaly. Which Rochester? Listen to how we say the name. <laughs> This year, we've got extra ranch dressing at the Anomaly Film Oh, Festival. God. No, we want some pop. We got pop. We got pop. Get a ranch fountain. Popcorn and pop. Ugh. So, yeah, we're not, <laughs> we're not that far away. So, if you are still listening, now that we've told you to turn it off once and then yeah. just started screaming nasals <laughs> into your, your ears. <laughs> thank, thank you for staying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, true believers. 
<laughs> now for the real podcast. Now for the real podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if we just went into a real like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Studied, so we all like... saw Cronenberg's new Crimes of the Future. Everyone's going to talk about body horror and how that relates to uh, the own our moral and uh, time malaise that we are going through right now. So no. as you know, David Cronenberg and I just go. I just no. go for a half yeah. hour. Just a total backdoor Cronenberg. Yeah. I just would like to say Stranger Aaron Things. Leaves. Stranger <laughs> Things has way too much body horror in this season. I don't. Just, spoiler. <laughs> Maybe I should have said it. spoiler before that. But fucking a, it is not your intro horror like, like show that it was four seasons ago. Yeah, I've had, had to a, ramp up. I've closed my eye. Like the dr- <laughs> fucking drama and pop plot lines in this goddamn show. I can't even deal. I have to close my eyes. I am upset, but I can't stop watching. It's almost like fucking Game of Thrones again for me, and I feel slightly traumatized. And I'm having to keep watching, see what's going on, and be subjected to body horror. Str- Sorry, I just had to say that. Stranger Things turned into society sl- so slowly that nobody even knew it <laughs> Shunt. Like, Shunt. <laughs> like there's, it's trauma, it's trauma, it's trauma, and trauma. All, all I'm saying is those Funko Pops are going to be rough. Oh, yeah. But they will fit together. That'll be oh fun, my won't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do it. Do it, Funko. Stop being cowards. Where's my society, Funko Bob? We dare okay. you. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. The, the mockumentary featuring the mockum- all of our favorite actresses. From that doesn't have any body horror in it, it but it well, does have a scene. Arguably. No, it, uh, it does have a scene that makes me have to close my eyes every time. Ooh, let Do me guess. Tell. Let me guess. Is it the bad seafood? It's the bad seafood scene. If you've ever wanted to see a bunch of high school girls pink puking over across onto from a second floor to a first floor lobby in a it was an airport Hilton, if I remember. Oh my god, that's right oh, by the airport. Hojo, Hojo. Yeah, yeah. Howard Johnson. It's a, Howard Johnson. Oh, it's a Hojo. We're going to oh, a Hojo. Oh, 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 it's by the airport. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and then she arrived in the hearse because we didn't mention it, but. Amber Atkins' job is doing the makeup on cadavers. Is that the right word to use? Corpse, I guess. Corpse. People people who die in um, and then they're at the funeral home. She does the makeup on them, pre them being you know put out in the wake. I hope the name Um, of her business is Amber Cadaver. But so when they drove to the Hojo near the airport in uh, I think it was Minneapolis actually. I don't remember now, um, but they took the the hearse, so they're getting all her stuff out of the back of the hearse, and think, well, the, her mom can't go with her because she's been bopped out of her ass and set on fire and exploded. And like, take a photo of her yeah. ass, yeah. canceling anyone watching. So Loretta's with her, I and, her, love, and, I love and it's harassing people, her. like, take a picture, because people are obviously staring, because the they're pulling at the off. hearse that is dropping off a... Uh, a pageant girl going to a state pageant at a hojo. <laughs> which which I feel like we should uh, the, uh, mention that the only reason she's there... Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah, this had... is the beauty of the situation. I keep skipping course, around. Yeah, 
Because, of course, the rich girl wins because her mom is running it and her dad is the, is the richest guy in town. So, of course, she's going to win. The whole thing has been, like, besides the killings to make sure she wins, she was always going to win. But when they have their parade and she's in the swan float with uh, Amber and uh, I forget who else was in the back as, as the court, um, her dad got the uh, swan uh, a little cheaper than he should have, and it just bursts into fucking flames. And, and and Becky roasts right there. And then maybe one of my favorite scenes in the movie is Kirstie Alley just loses it. And there's a, here's the thing that's amazing, because there's actual, like, oh, my God, my daughter, I've done this all for her. She has a complete breakdown and just admits to everybody, like, first points at Amber, should have been you up there as a crispy critter. Yeah, I, I did this all. I that one on the on the tractor, but bam, bam, fries are ready. Fries are ready. Like bam. she just goes into a, the most beautifully unhinged confession out of nowhere to the point where her husband's trying to stop her, and she's like, whatever. His stuff's all fake. His furniture store is, is full of reproductions, like admitting to everything, and she is lost her mind they're as fake as my orgasms like she says some line yeah. like that yeah it, it, as everyone in the town is gathered for this parade but good news for amber yeah so that's why go, that's why she gets to go to jokes. states via the hearst and, and then then brilliantly she, brilliantly she doesn't eat seafood because her mom yeah. told her not to eat anything with a shell because that's their home and you don't know the last time it's been cleaned. So she moves uh -huh. on to the next step because everybody else is down because of bad shellfish. So every time she's been able to advance in this this pageant, it's been because of misfortune of others. Although she 100% deserves it because she's a hardworking human. And not to skip to the end, but I'm skipping to the end. Uh, when Christy Alley's character escapes... Oh, shit, um, yeah. I right, and starts trying to shoot up the town. There's a reporter there trying to, like, report. And, of course, Amber has always wanted to be, um... Where she, she, who does she want to be? Diane, Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. Uh, the reporter gets winged by one of the bullets. So Amber's just there and picks up the microphone and ends up with a job in the news. She's so again, truly blessed. Misfortune, yeah. but she's <laughs> Don't worked be very around hard. Amber. Yeah, Don't but be Amber, around Amber. But she was, like you know practicing down the street with her ta she was tapping in the bottom of the uh morgue you know you know fixing the makeup so she's practicing she works hard she goes to i'm school. not saying she's a monster i'm just saying bad shit happens, happens. Around her yeah. and she benefits every time every time <laughs> but i'm just saying it's funny the the what do they call that the headshot where they just talk at the camera confessionals yeah, um, are hilarious when they're talking to everybody because you can tell. Well, you can tell some of them are improv, and some of them, or at least I can, because I've just watched these all the time. And some of them, people are giving their like have specific lines. And I just think in general, this film is it's got its flaws. Like it has some issues with um, uh, a certain character that has a mental disability. The R word gets thrown, around, gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. That's problematic, but it's the '90s, so. I was gonna say, there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard the the Tammy and the T Rex episode yet, but there's a lot of stuff in there too. It's just, yeah, the '90s. Uh, are weird. I don't know. I think we were pretty much all 100% on board the Tammy and the T Rex. Hey, uh, they sounded like they were, but yeah. like in sh in short, <laughs> the film is super fun. Um, and just to see kind of like Amber's journey. Uh, between like 
trying to just get this crown, get through everyone's misfortune equals her moving ahead, but you're always on board for her to just do good. You want her to win. You want her mom to heal. You're excited when her mom gets her little hook hand when she can't get it to work. Ellen Barkett's got a hook hand in this film. And you're excited when she like pierces a hole in the beer finally because she's like, no, I'm going to open this can by myself and then drinks it. Like you're on board with her being able to do that. Um, And it's just, it's got really fun characters and good um, actors in it. And it's just a really fun film. And I think that's my piece on that. I was trying to think of the other thing that I thought was hilarious. Oh, when obviously she was in the interview part of the pageant. And they gave her harder questions and they said, um, spell and, uh, spell every state in order, alphabetical order. And she said, what? And they said, spell and say every state. And she was like, A, L, A, A, M, B, A. And so you just see this like cut scene of everyone doing their interviews. Um, and then her going through and starting out really sad. And at the end being like, Y-O-M, I don't know how to spell Wyoming, but whatever. She like spells Wyoming really excitedly and um, she got through it all. So again, she did hard work against this like woman trying to keep her from winning the crown. But yeah, and then her, then her daughter dies and she gets to go to States anyways. Excellent. I, I think, cause I think we're running out of time in our recording here. We can, we can sum a few things up with drop dead gorgeous. Number one, Always work hard and do your best, and good things will happen for you. A little luck never hurts. A little luck never hurts. Number two, always buy the fucking physical media whenever you can. Whenever you can, buy the physical media if you like the film enough. There have been times where even if I don't, because I know sometime I might want to watch it again. So buy that physical media from any number of our, our fine friends that sell it. Um, And yeah. If you... If you want to watch Dead Gorgeous and you're listening to this and you're a person who takes care of DVDs and you have collateral, <laughs> if I don't know you, um, get a hold I, of I, us. I, I will let you borrow this. Drop Dead Gorgeous. I don't so, think this is a good idea. Okay. If you look at, if you go to anomalyfilmfest.com backslash podcasts, under the Drop Dead Gorgeous entry, there'll be a PDF and that PDF is a loan application. Yep, borrow yep. Aaron's copy of Drop Dead Gorgeous. Now they're being very, very generous in doing this but you're gonna have to meet some very specific qualifications yes um so uh, how much of a deposit are you requiring on this uh minimally a hundred dollar deposit okay and at least five references at least five yep yep hundred dollar non-refundable deposit um made out to aaron <laughs> uh to, to borrow the found another way to fund anomaly <laughs> I mean, I, w- I was even if it's just for Aaron, that's fine too. Because <laughs> you know I'm not getting enough money. Yeah, there you go, there you go. I'm just trying to get you somebody to chuck you an extra couple hundred bucks here and there, you know. Thank you. So yeah. listen, we're always on the con here at Anomaly. That's right. There are two kinds of people in this world: there's carnies and rubes. <laughs> I'll leave it up to you who we are. <laughs> do, 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 do. Any final thoughts on Drop Dead Gorgeous before we go into our our, our two-minute spiel for the fest? I love this film, and I hope you love it, too. And if you don't, that's on you. There you go. (laughs) Short, sweet, to the point. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, Yeah, we have a film festival coming up. Uh, It is November 3rd through the 6th. 
uh, of this year, 2022, at the Little Theater in Rochester, New York. Uh, we have all sorts of wild stuff planned. I can't guarantee anybody will spontaneously burst into flame, but it could happen. You never know. Uh, the only way to know is if you show. So come on out. Uh, it's AnomalyFilmFest.com. Uh, Anomaly Film Fest on all the social medias. Uh, we are, we're fun. You've listened to this podcast. We're a good time. You get to see, you know, upwards of three Murphys, likely four. If you go to the gimmick stand, you'll you'll see the, uh, the fourth blood Murphy brother. I, I'm just Murphy by association. I'm the... I'm, I'm the kayfabe. There, there, there is no difference in Murphiness. Once a Murphy, always, <laughs> always a Murphy. A Murphy. I'm, I'm the kayfabe Murphy, Murphy brother. Um, <laughs> so yeah. right now, I'm the number one Murphy brother. So you know, yeah, well, number you. one in Rochester with a bullet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, Tim. Hi, hi, brother. You're not listening to this. You're not listening to this, brother. And if Shit, you do, maybe. if you do, uh, give me I... twenty dollars. No, number five in the programs. <laughs> number one in your heart. Um, yeah, hundred dollars will get you number one Murphy status. Um, yeah. Also made payable to Aaron. Um, yes. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. I do expect a, a three way split on that. Yeah, that of course, thing. of course. Um, yes. It's only fair. It's only fair. Oh, it's yeah. only fair. So yeah, it's Anomaly Film Fest November third through six. Don't miss it. Uh, also keep an eye on our social because we have all kinds of cool events coming up. Uh, and don't miss out because we're doing some some stuff that I. You know what? I don't think anybody's really done what we're doing in Rochester at this point. Hell no, because I would have. Because then we would have been doing it already. Right? Yeah, we'd be going to somebody. Somebody else would be doing this work, but instead we were the suckers who were like, "Ooh, this sounds fun," and now we're doing it. So yeah. So oh god, we're the rubes. We're the rubes. Shit. We are both rubes and carnies. (laughs) We we live in a a quantum state between carny and rube. (laughs) We are the don't open the box. We are both. That's right. We are out on Schrodinger's Midway. Um, ah, yes! That's our new band name! We did Schrodinger's it! Midway! <laughs> we got so much done in this episode. Anyway, you've been great. We've been Anomaly Presents. Yeah. See you later. Bye! Bye. This has been a presentation of the Lunchroom Podcast Network. If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to NominateMeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.